Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 207, and today we'll be talking about off-colors. I'm GC13. And I'm Isabel. So this is the turning point for Lars. Well, I guess kind of stuck together started him down this road, but this is where he finally takes that step after his realization. Oh yes. Pretty soon he'll be annoying Emerald, but he's not quite there yet. Yep. Uh, so, of the off-colors, do you have a favorite? Hmm. No, I guess Road Knight? Ah, you like her? You like the star-crossed lovers? Yeah, a ruby and a pearl. Uh, I mean, I, I'll, I'll admit, not what I thought a ruby-pearl fusion would look like, but now it makes me want to see a sapphire-pearl fusion even more. Yes. <laughs> I guess, I guess my favorite is Rutile. She's mostly normal but there's the way they repeat what the other just said that i don't know it adds an interesting twist to this is how she's weird and then of course you have pad paracha the extreme meme machine <laughs> yeah i don't know how anyone could not love pad paracha and then not to leave fluoride out i got a shout out to her she was the one who knew the truth about rose quartz rose quartz wasn't real Ugh, yep she knew so i mean it's an impressive squad that they've built up over the years. Oh, yes, definitely. So, I don't know, this this episode, it just tantalizes me with years, a, a smidgen of Homeworld. Yeah, sure, this is like the part of Homeworld that nobody uses anymore, but like, again, statues, fusions. Yes. Who knows why? Uh, has to be something that happened in the past, but we just, just don't know that yet. I mean, because this one that we see right here at the start, it's not even just presumably a fusion. Like, they actually show the two separate gems on it. Although I guess it could always be a fusion of two gems of the same type. Yeah, I was looking at those two gems. They looked similar, so maybe they're... They might just be the same. Hmm. Let me take a quick peek. Hmm. It's really hard to tell, uh, but I don't know. But again, we still have the Lunar Sea Spire with its four-armed statues. That's true. To uh, make us wonder. That's that's why I'm not sure if it matters whether this is a monogem fusion. The fact that they would be honoring any kind of a fusion at all is kind of weird. Although I guess we have seen uh, quartz fusions fight during the war, so it's not like it's not something they'll do when it's, again, for fighting. Or uh, the Rube Cube. Yeah. I mean, heck, even the even the Ruby Quintet was eager to fuse. They didn't even try to fight without it. So, I mean, but, but uh, like I said, Lars made his realization in Stuck Together that, you know, maybe he is too much of a downer, so he starts being a little bit brighter, so we have... Lars's gallo humor. Salsa. Salsa rock, right? Maybe we can season some dirt and have a meal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Lars, ever the chef, right? Yep. So I guess, I mean, obviously Jurassic Park exists. Oh. In, the, in Steven Universe, right? Like, Right. The, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I saw it in a movie once. About dinosaurs. I guess it could be another dinosaur movie that features, you, you know, they can't see you if you're standing still, but I mean, what are the odds? <sighs> I don't know. Again, it's just a, just a fun little uh, reference for, for all the little kids to 
ask their parents, is that a reference to something? Just like Buck's Purple Rain <laughs> reference. Yeah. Back in Joyride. <laughs> so canon proof that Prince exists in Steven Universe. So how about that kindergarten? It's a big boy. Dang. I mean... It's really huge. I mean, this is, this is the homeworld of the gems. I wonder if most gems were made on homeworld and then... Uh, I don't know, because they made a lot of gems from homeworld. Yeah, maybe that's why they started going to different planets, because they were running out of resources. So, like, we gotta go out and find some more. Well, Peridot does mention that resource shortage in Too Short to Ride. And well, I'm obviously not convinced by it, because obviously she does have powers. It's just she was never told or taught about them. But it, it would make sense, like, if all of the... Homeworld gems were designed to be built on Homeworld, and then so it's hard to find the perfect materials elsewhere. So yeah. that, that could make sense for why there is kind of a resource shortage. So you're, you're working with suboptimal materials on other planets. Hmm. I don't know if that plot line will be dropped, or maybe they'll explore the resource shortage more now that we're on Homeworld, hanging out with White Diamond herself. But they, they clearly did not keep Homeworld as an untouched temple or anything. That was definitely a work site for a long time. Yeah, and then the big question is, like, who who put them there? Was it White Diamonds? Is it somebody else? Yeah, I mean, hopefully we learn where the gems came from. <sighs> Got to. I don't need them to come right out and give us a history lesson. Okay, here's Stephen. Now, you know, I was created by these people for this reason, and then I decided to make gems. I, I don't need that. I just need them to, you know, know it in their heads and then work in some background details to kind of hint yes. at it. Like stuff that only makes sense in a, you know, if you assume a certain background and enough of those together and we can be like, okay, we have a lot of stuff pointing at this. And then, of course, when they publish the you know, complete guide to Steven Universe, you know, some years later, we can be like, we knew it! Yeah, that could happen. I mean, I'd pay good money for it. Or they could just be rogues and publish it on the internet. That too. <laughs> hmm. So, I mean, the the Robonoids are out to get Steven and Lars pretty quickly, although, I don't know, I, did you get the impression that they were just regular patrols, or did you get the impression that they had been dispatched specially? Um... <sighs> Because obviously there are regular patrols. Like, they're down there, the off-colors are hiding from them. And it would have been awfully quick for Yellow to get some Robonoids sent out there. So I guess I lean towards it just being them stumbling across patrol. Maybe it heard the commotion and was like, let's investigate. I want to shatter somebody today. I guess. Like, they're just down there already. Just looking for whoever. Yeah, looking to make the off-colors lives as miserable and short as possible. I mean, when did you see when that blast got deflected away from Pad Parasha? That, like, that is massive overkill for just hunting down a tiny little band of off-colors. Why weren't those guys set on the crystal gems? I, I guess hmm. there would have been a wonderful montage of Pearl just cutting apart hundreds of them, and then you realize that those things are... Only really effective against people who don't know how to dodge! Wait, but then you have to ask, like, were those Robonoids even around during that time? Or is that, like, new technology? Hmm. I mean, Lapis, we do have testimony from Lapis that they have a lot more advanced tech nowadays. But then we also hmm. have 
we thought that the gem destabilizer the Jesper had in the return was an example of this new technology. But then we see, you know, when Garnet does the whole telling Stephen that we see a silhouette of pink diamond with two gem destabilizers, and it's like, okay, well, obviously this isn't, you know, this is just Stephen imagining it, but that's certainly implying that they had destabilizers back then, so. Hmm. I don't know, we we could chalk the Robonoids up as advanced tech, because that is, they are definitely technological and not mystical, like old world tech used to be. True. Hmm. But, I don't know, it, it just stuck out at me that... Rutile referred to the, you know, where they had crashed as the surface. I mean, obviously it's the surface of the planet. It's definitely not the right. surface of where the, you know, gems hang out. Again, the term undercity comes to mind. Because, I mean, what is homeworld if not a city world? Yeah, like they built up the city like on top because you saw all those like columns extending all the way to the, the top. It's like nobody goes down to surface level. But I guess for... The off colors, that's still the most dangerous place because there are only so many ways to get down into the kindergarten. So I guess a lot of off colors are trapped up on the surface. And that's probably where they get them. Oof. Yeah. Still no good answers on how long the off colors have been down there, though. They said like eons, right? Oh, I mean, the term eons can mean whatever. <laughs> there are a lot of people who, like, from legs from here to homeworld. We're like, oh, you know, how can White have not left Homeworld in eons if an eon is like a billion years and the and she launched that attack only 5,000 years ago? And it's like, well, eons can also just mean a really long time. Right. So, hmm. and uh, since we have had uh, first an off-color and now a diamond use that term, that yeah, might just be how the gems say a long time. Yeah, it's not like they keep track of time or anything. Lars really does make a good action hero, though, but he does need to work on his durability. How so? I I mean, he takes uh, one blow to the back of the head, and that's enough to kill it? That's like like ordinary guy levels of durability there, and you've seen what action heroes have to live through just from one movie, let let alone a trilogy. (laughs) Okay, but those are like superheroes, that's a little different, I mean, he's just- Oh, you think John McClane- would have been put down by that blow to the head. That would have just made him laugh. Well, he didn't just hit his head on the rock. I think he also got, like, the yeah, shrapnel in his far. head, in his eye. Mm, yeah, I mean, I didn't even see what scarred him. I mean, obviously there's that whole explosion. Could have been anything, but, I mean, that's such a nice, neat scar. It's yeah. like something I'd expect on an anime character. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they covered up that, you know, for a reason. After he died. Gotta have the reveal. Yeah. It's too gory to show. Mm. Yeah, also, you know, once you heal him up, all the blood can be gone. So that helps. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but I, I I do just want to shout out to during the Everybody Hide sequence, I loved Fluorite on the pillar. That's always been my favorite part. Oh. Just, uh, I mean, she can move quick when she has to. She just goes into stealth mode there, and it's perfect. I mean, the only way it could have been better is if the pillar had been obviously skinnier than her. I would have liked that even more. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in all the all the older cartoons where you have the person hiding behind the lamppost, hmm, right? They just completely disappear. Oh, any any more any more excitement 
the viewers from the action sequence. How do you like Lars's jump up to shield? I think it was Rodanite. Yeah, like that was really high up though. Like, was it? I mean, that he couldn't have made that in one jump. He would have had to hop from cubby to cubby, and right. I mean, I, I guess they had to hide it because you couldn't credibly have him do like an action parkour parkour all the way up there. So better to just have it be assumed that he scrambled up somehow rather than show him struggling or worse, not show him struggling. I guess. Still would be awesome seeing Captain Lars do a parkour parkour up there now though. <laughs> or better yet, Bingo Bongo himself a portal. Yes. I do like that hypothesis that Captain Lars says bingo bongo to spawn portals. <laughs> you know, lion roars. Right. Lars has his catchphrase. It is fine headcanon. Yes, I'm sure anything lion can do, Lars can do too, so. Oh great, that means when he gets to Beach City, he's going to show off by walking on water. <laughs> yes. <gasps> you know he would. But like, would he know that or would he just like... See, that's what I'm thinking. I, I don't think he has these powers yet. You know, he's he's relatively new to the game. But what he does have is an understanding that pretty much all gem security technology is designed, apparently, to only look for gems. And he ain't a gem. So, I mean, he's got some serious stealth advantage there. But I don't know, man. Those elite citrines, he did get by them. Oh, I really wish we could have seen all that, like all that stuff that, that happened off screen. Yeah, I mean, oh. I've already, I've already complained about it. That it's like we we didn't even get to see it like in a flashback episode. No, which would have been like, come, come on, guys, you can't just make Lars super awesome and then just not show us. It's not right. Although my my tempers have cooled a bit. Especially now that Steven's on Homeworld, so by the time he and Lars next meet, Steven will probably again know more about Homeworld than Lars does. So they didn't really abuse that disparity like I was afraid they would. So all is all is now right with the world again. I mean, if it had been Ronaldo there instead of Lars, though, I'm pretty sure like exactly the same thing would have happened. <laughs> he would have actually become Bloodstone. <laughs> what? How? Okay. Ronaldo thinks he's invincible. I mean, you saw in Reunited when the cluster was coming out, and Ronaldo was ready to draw a sword and throw down. It's like, you cannot tell me that Ronaldo would have, for a second, backed down from those Robinoids. And since, you know, the Robinoids aren't trying to attack him, his, you know, stupid bravery would be effective, and he would probably have exactly the same thing happen to him as happened to Lars. I'm not sure he'd be as good a captain as Lars is, though, but I guess that's really <laughs> neither here nor there. Yeah. I'm just saying, pink Ronaldo AU. Make it happen. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, I can use MS Paint. Oh, well, did you have anything else you wanted to say about off-colors? Um, okay, how about this? So, like, I believe on the official podcast, they mentioned one time that there were supposed to be six off-colors. Not four, because there were, like, two mm. extras. I think they were supposed to be, like, court soldiers that didn't want to be soldiers. Like, they were a little different in that they just didn't want to do what they were meant to do. But then they decided not to put them in, so... I would have liked yeah. it if they had at least one in there. Yeah, that would have been cool. I mean, they kind of hinted at it in the soundtrack attack game. You know, you can play as a quartz, a oh. ruby, or a pearl, and the, the quartz is tired yeah. of being a 
Quartz is tired of fighting. The Ruby is tired of being cannon fodder, basically. And I mean, I, a Pearl being tired of being treated like a Pearl. That's not news. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we kind of got the Pearl and the Ruby together. That We just need the Quartz. And then we would have had the whole soundtrack attack squad. I mean, I, I guess you kind of do want to keep that down. Like The scenes get very busy as you add more and more characters. True. Because you already have Steven and Lars. And thankfully, Pad Paracha is non-interactive and Florites a fusion of few words. So that mostly leaves Rutile and Rodenite to do the majority of the talking. But, you know, adding in a fully talkative quartz, I guess you could have made do with one quartz, maybe. Yeah. Might have been nice, but maybe they'll pull that character concept out for a later episode. Who knows? I mean, I can imagine White Diamond sticking Steven with all of the off colors. That'd be strangely nice of her, but maybe she wouldn't think it was being nice. So, like, White Diamond would put Steven, whom she thinks is Pink Diamond, with the other... Wait. You know, make... Uh, make, you know, oh, oh you, you know, you, you want gems to command? Here you go. You know, these are the ones unsuitable for anyone else. Which is kind of where I, one of the places where I've imagined, like, Steven just becoming the diamond of the off-colors. It's like, you don't fit in with yellow or blue? Fine. You just go hang out with pink over there and eat fry bits like a namby-pamby off-color. You mean they're not gonna shatter them? I mean, if they're, if they're pink's gems, then they're pink's gems. Oh, like, you, never all, know. you mean all the gems that were originally with Pink Diamond, but then they... No, moved. no, I'm I'm saying, uh, I'm saying any, any gem that would normally be shattered as an off-color would instead be transferred into being one of Pink's gems. You know, just like how Jasper transferred from Pink's army to Yellow's at Pink's yeah. demise. Right. You know, hopefully we can do that without anybody being shattered. You can hope. Yeah, one can hope. Anyway, guys, that's been us talking about off-colors. Join us next week where we will actually be talking about issue number two of the Harmony miniseries. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm Isabel. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.